0: film does not do that hill justice holy moly hey wish me luck welcome to the bike talk with dave podcast i'm your host dave mabel and for this episode i'm coming to you direct from the driftless 100 in elkater iowa i'll take you along on the ride with me and talk with some of the folks who made this ride happen as well as the pointy end of the 100 miler so grab yourself a cup of chain and spoke coffee and come along with me on this beautiful gravel ride through the mountains. I mean, through the driftless hills of Northeast Iowa.
1: As far as like going downhill, if you guys have never gone down 50% grade, you wanna start breaking before you get to it, okay? That's about all I got. So we are five minutes out from getting started here. Um, Remember, you're just gonna follow the ambulance. Make sure that you hit the timing strip on your way out of the park here, okay? So, five minutes and the gun will go.
0: After a countdown from 10, we were off. I did the 60 miler. A couple of hours before us, the 100 milers took off and the 30 milers started an hour after us. After a mile or so of a neutral rollout, we hit our first climb so steep and so big that a decent percentage of riders resorted to walking. And this, in the first couple miles. This opening salvo was not the kind of thing that you say, whew, glad that's over, because it was really just an appetizer. Dinner had yet to be served. 28.45 miles. All I'm gonna say is, I did not walk. Holy moly, that was steep. Hashtag have the right gearing, and even right tires. Slipped out a couple times, but sat right down and got traction again. Oh boy, still climbing. The beauty of a hill you got there. You got a grader? Grade that thing a little flatter for next year? (laughs) Cheers. Now, another word for hilly is scenic, and scenic it was. Oh my gosh. I feel like I am riding through a Grant Wood painting. I've lived in Iowa on and off my whole life and this is stuff I've never seen it is gorgeous seriously breathtaking helps that we've had a tailwind coming up to halfway point in which we head back northwest and directly into the wind not really looking forward to that but cruising along feeling good trying to eat and uh Just seriously enjoying the beautiful scenery. Highly, highly recommended. Peace, love, and happiness. With this scenic, endless hills, I kept waiting for my legs to fall off. And while they didn't, time did seem to slow down. Oh, 50 miles down, these hills do not stop are we in heaven i mean are we in colorado no son you're in iowa does not feel like it whoo the weather definitely took a turn for the worse too going into the wind of course when you're down in the valleys that's all right can you hear it howling or is my dead cat doing its job Whew. we're up on a ridge now of course it was a monster climb to get here they're just long long climbs and steep holy moly well 10 to go miles are clicking by like molasses but they are clicking by nice aid station at around 45 miles peanut butter sandwiches it's a delight I was only four miles ago and I feel like it was an hour ago. Anyway, clicking along, great route. Highly, highly recommend this ride if you want a beautiful challenge. I finally crested the final hill. We'll talk about that beast, rather the last string of beasts, a little bit later with the director, Matt Fossbinder. But for now, after coming down off of the ridge top and onto the river valley with about two miles to go, I assessed my situation. There was nobody ahead of me to try and catch, and the nearest person behind me was half a mile back. I could just take it home. And about a mile and a half to go, we hop on an old rail trail through a thick canopy of wind-sheltering trees. That was super nice. Home free. A few minutes later, I glance back, just to see if anybody's hunting me down. Wait, is that a couple of riders? Nah, it couldn't be. There literally was nobody behind me. It must be some trees or fence posts or something. So I roll on. I look back again, and holy crap! There are definitely two riders bearing down on me. I'm like, what the heck? So I drive a little harder, but they are reeling me in easily. 100 mile winners, I say to myself, knowing that they are coming in on the 7 hour mark. As they near, I see it's a guy and a girl in matching kits. I see from their number plates that they are in the 100 miler. I jump on their wheel as they pass, as we navigate up to the finish line. I roll up next to them. It is the women's winner, Sarah Witter. I congratulate her, and then I threaten to sprit her out for the line coming right on up. Hey, we are here with the women's 100-mile, I can't believe you went 100 miles today, winner. uh, What's your name? Where are you from?
2: Uh, Sarah Witter, Menominee, Wisconsin. Menominee? Yeah.
0: That's just a fun word to say, isn't it?
2: Is it? It is. Fun (laughs) to spell, too.
0: Menominee, yeah, no doubt. I think Menominee might have been in our... say this wisconsin town video cyclocross magazine we did that i don't oh. know probably five years ago nice me no money yes it wasn't it nice me no money me, me no, no money. money anyway okay it should have
2: been oconomowoc that's Oh, uh, we
0: had oconomowoc Ocon- you should watch it i'm gonna i got to have to find you and watch it cyclocross okay. magazine look for name that wisconsin town okay fun so let's talk about today okay Again, how did you do 100 miles today? That was a hard day.
2: It was a hard day. Real hilly, no flats, except for when you were going into a headwind. For sure. But it was beautiful. Beautiful course. Didn't rain too much. Got hailed on a little bit. And slow and steady wins the race, you know? Just lock it in. Stay behind your power meter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, I hear there was some dude that wanted to outsprint you at the finish line.
2: Yeah, but uh, he he didn't do it. No, that's good
0: of him. That's very nice of him, wasn't it? I think he like sat back and let you have the moment to yourself. So
2: you know, only history will ever know that for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh,
0: what's your racing like? What do you do? What do you like doing?
2: Um. Uh, this is my first gravel race ever.
0: You're lying to me.
2: I'm serious. Wow. Uh, yeah, I normally do triathlon, and um, uh, my husband and I are training for um, some ultra road ultra. Riding like on um, pavement, on pavement, okay. Yep, cleaner. Um, <laughs> yep. but yeah, we got one more gravel race in um, the gravel drama out of Pepin. This is our car right here. Um, and yeah, I don't know, long uh, raw doing race across the west. And oh, then, are you? Oh, yeah, that's, that's coming the, right up, yeah, in June. Yep, and then got some tries after yeah. that.
0: That's awesome. Uh, congratulations! Thanks. I feel like triathlon is a good uh, kind of segue to gravel. I feel like people who come from triathlon, well, I mean, I'm not talking about bike handling here. Yeah,
2: yeah okay. Good. But I am
0: talking about just fitness and being able to yeah. power through.
2: Yeah, I think, um, what's her name? Heather Jackson, I think, just won BWR California. Yeah,
0: so. for sure, for sure. Izzy's a triathlete. Yeah. I don't know her last name, but
2: uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't
0: think it's uncommon to come from triathlete.
2: Strong can go long.
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, did you have a favorite hill out there? One that...
2: You remember? Uh, ooh, I don't know. Favorite? That's rough. Least favorite? Least favorite? The the beast. I learned it was called the beast. It was like that eight is eighty miles, like super steep. That I was don't a grinder. Even know
0: which one that would be? That was a that grinder. Was so many.
2: Uh, there was, so, was but never there's... ending. There's there's one really like it was more of a gradual climb, you know, number like sixty-eight point five. I don't know, there's a bajillion climbs, but there was one where we we're climbing up champagne gravel, like really in the sun, beautiful trees, and then like big dark clouds right in front of you. It's a pretty epic scene. That was awesome. Fun. Lucky yeah. you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh thanks tons. I'll let you guys uh head back to Me No Money. Yeah. Seriously, check it out. Super fun.
2: All right. Um
0: cool. Sonic Hunt. Uh, Matthew Vanderpool, yeah. like I had all the stars in that thing, and they're oh, saying nice. Wisconsin towns. Oh, fun! Super fun. Fun Schwamigan.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, <laughs> get on great. the road okay. and uh, have a great night. Yeah,
2: great to meet you. We'll see
0: you on the gravel sometime. I hope so. Speaking of Wisconsin, I talked with the men's hundred mile winner as well, Michael Lambert, who also hails from Wisconsin. Freaking hundred mile winner today! First of all, what was your time?
3: Uh, Finishing time was like five hours and 42 minutes. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. How'd you do that?
3: Well, we had a pretty strong group of guys working together early on. I think it it whittled down really quickly because of the climbs, but there was a group of about seven of us. And I think that part of the reason why, despite it being kind of windy today, that we were able to finish so fast is because there was a lot of cohesion in that group. And, um, you know, there were a few guys that were kind of dangling, but there were maybe three or four of us that were really, uh, staying consistently, uh, on the gas kind of throughout. And so, so yeah, that was a big part of it. Um, but yeah,
0: I, I, I feel like, like it was never ending up and down. I feel like it would be hard to keep a group together, especially for that long.
3: Yeah. Um, so it did really whittle us down, like I said, from the, from the very beginning. And that, that group of seven really quickly became a group of four. Uh, four became three, became two, became one, right? So it was kind of uh, a course that created a lot of attrition and um, separated out riders just, you know, based on basically watts per kilogram um, at the end. So
0: I was very familiar with watts per kilogram today.
3: Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a negative feature in my world. <laughs> um, did you have a favorite part of the course? Favorite climb? Memorable climb?
3: Oh, man. Memorable there descent? Were, there were so many moments out there, you know. So many things happen in, in a race of this distance. There was one moment in particular that I would point to. Uh, it was a road called Echo, Echo Avenue, I think. And we had to do almost like a U turn to turn onto Echo. And I was off the front at this point and the the second place rider was chasing really hard and we were within sight of each other on this climb and it was incredibly steep. It was like a wall and there also was a dog. So the dog comes running out. I'm basically riding at threshold or above threshold. And here is the number two rider like, you know, uh, creeping creeping down on me. And so, so that moment seemed really amazing to me in my memory looking back. Uh, but I, I think, you know, I was solo for like the last 20 miles. And so what I was trying to think of a lot in those, those last miles were basically trying to, to stay thankful that like here I am doing this thing that's amazing, that, you know, it's an incredible feeling to be off the front of a race like this. Uh, meanwhile, right, you're also dying a million deaths. And so so I'm, I'm trying to stay on the gas and stay as aero as I can while also remembering to to enjoy it when I can, so so yeah, the last twenty miles were really incredible, and that climb was within that whole experience. So uh,
0: that's awesome. I feel like that's something we should all remember. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. for sure, because it was gorgeous out there. Um, another word for scenic is hilly, and it was definitely hilly, but it was gorgeous out there. I felt like we were riding through a Grant Wood painting.
3: Yeah, I mean the landscapes in this part of the country are just incredible, yeah. and. We got kind of lucky. I almost expected to get wet out there today. There were some really dramatic backgrounds and skies and stuff, but uh, we only had a few drops and it was mostly uh, good weather. So I was really thankful for that as well. Yeah, cool. Well, great job today and good luck the rest of the year. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: And on Sunday morning, I ran into women's second place finisher, Tori Lassiter. Corey Lasseter, second place in the hundo, I'm calling the hundo, which is the 100-miler, at Driftless. You're not from Northeast Iowa.
4: No, I'm actually from Texas, which where I'm from is quite flat as well. Um, not Austin Hill Country? No, not the Hill Country. No, um, how'd you find those hills? Um, they were actually pretty good because I was expecting them. Obviously, Garmin tells you there's 24 categorized climbs. Um, uh,
0: there were a lot more and than And there, there was a few
4: they forgot to categorize for sure. <laughs> um, so I was definitely expecting it. Definitely had to use my granny gear for most of them, but never had to get off and walk, so that oh, was nice. good.
0: In 100 miles, you didn't.
4: In 100 miles, I didn't. Nice. Um, and I found the descents to be a lot less challenging than I was expecting because the gravel conditions were so good yesterday, you could actually ride the descents instead of gripping your handlebars and hanging on to your brakes and trying not to skid out. In terror. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, I did a 60-mile race down in Arkansas called Hazel Valley Rally a couple months ago, and it was similar elevation profile, about you know 100 feet per mile, but the conditions of the gravel there were so much more challenging, so it was it was very difficult for that amount of elevation, whereas yesterday I felt like it was a lot more manageable.
0: Hmm, nice. How'd the race play out? You uh, finished second, maybe five minutes down on uh, the uh, the victor. Um, how'd the race play out? Did you know where you were positioned at all? Like
4: No, I, yeah, you? I had no idea where I was positioned. I started kind of far in the back because I'm still not super comfortable riding in group, so I'd rather just work my way up. Um, so there was a huge hill at the very beginning, first couple miles in, so I, I knew I passed a couple females on that hill. had no idea who else was in front of me. And then kind of played leapfrog with about half a dozen people for the next 30 miles where, you know, we had different strengths on the climbs versus descents. Um, But after I'd say mile 35, I was pretty much just solo and kind of just worked my way up and and passed a few people um, towards the end. But really didn't have any idea what place I was in overall or if there were any other females in front of me. So.
0: The hills were definitely the main character in this race, but there was also wind. How'd you, how'd you handle the wind?
4: Um, it actually wasn't too bad yesterday. I I feel like I've been riding in the wind so much recently (laughs) with it being Iowa spring and open farmlands with nothing to block the wind that I think I was mentally prepared for that. And I looked at the hourly forecast and saw like, okay, we're gonna have 14 mile an hour headwind for the last, you know, 20 miles probably. Um, And I felt like the hills did actually help to block the wind a little bit more. So that wasn't too bad. Yeah,
0: there were definitely some ridgelines though that you get up there and then it's wide open Mm
3: -hmm.
4: into the wind and that was for me that was a challenge for sure for sure um how'd you like the race it was awesome. I, I would definitely come back and do it again. Um, like I said, the the route itself was so great, with it being you know almost 90% gravel. Um, the race you know director and all the volunteers were super helpful. I didn't really stop at the aid stations much. I stopped at the the last one because they said they were going to have sausage on a stick there. So I did ha- take a corn dog to go from the last aid station and, and unique, ate it on the road. It's <laughs> definitely
0: unique. Uh, I don't think I've ever run into a corn dog. <laughs> (laughs) at an aid station. That's kind of fun. Where'd that idea come from? Do you know? No? No idea? We're sitting here. Corey Root's still here. What's up next for you? You're freaking rocking it. You're rocking the gravel.
4: Well, thank you. Um, v- the main thing is Unbound. I'm doing the 100 mile um, in June. And then I'll probably jump in a couple races uh, between now and then, but not really sure with my schedule what it's going to be like. So that's a good thing about gravel races is a lot of them you can jump in last minute, although they are getting more and more sold out as it becomes more popular. So you have to plan ahead a little better.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So Unbound's on the list. It is. No. Do you ever envision the two hundred? Like you seem to have this hundred K to hundred mile going.
4: Yeah, I definitely think that I could see myself doing a two hundred. I come from a running background and I've done ultra marathons and done hundred mile races, which take a lot longer running in the mountains than they do riding on a bike. So I think the the time of it, I could I could handle.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know, it might be fun to have you on. It's not uh, biking, but you did the Pacific Crest Trail. Correct. I did cool.
4: most of that a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, maybe we'll have to chat about that yeah. sometime when you're not putting people's legs back on. <laughs> um, ER doc of the future, right? Correct. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the plan. Awesome. Well, congrats yesterday, and uh, good luck at uh, Unbound. That's Thank awesome. you. Yep, we'll see you on the gravel. Awesome. As we know, these events don't just happen. It takes vision, desire, time, and a lot of volunteers. Corey Rood, who recently won the 340 mile Iowa Wind & Rock, gave up his weekend this weekend to volunteer at the Driftless 100. So we sat down to have a chat about his day volunteering at the Gear Cafe.
5: Events, any event doesn't happen without people stepping up and helping out I mean race director organizer can only do so much and I've been the beneficiary at events before and the volunteers can make or break the race or just the ride so yeah it's just nice to give back for sure I talked to Matt
0: last night and uh, I was like what where do you guys want to take this the whole kind of steering committee, mm-hmm. if you will, i.e. his wife and friends. Um, w- were They were hanging out at, at Deb's Brewtorium, which was a gem of a little place mm-hmm. in Elkater. This lady like brews, there were at least a dozen beers that yep. she brews them all. I'm into the darks and uh, a freaking Irish stout on nitro <laughs> in Elkater, Iowa, hand brewed, yep. like that was great. Um, delicious beers but anyway we were having a beer and I was like what what's your goal and what's preventing you they don't know how far they want to take this and the limiting factor is human beings like you who spend the day helping the ride yep. as opposed to being in the ride yep.
5: and I've never had like I've, I've volunteered at a couple of different events I've never had a racer come through an aid station that I'm helping out at and be like geez I'm really mad you're helping me today. You haven't had that happen? Everybody's so appreciative, everybody's happy you're helping them. Even if their day's going bad, I've never had anybody just be so far in a hole that they're just mean to I would guess uh, that they're
0: very happy to see you at that point, for sure. So how was your day yesterday? What was was your experience volunteering for the Driftless 100?
5: It was great. I got to go, I was at the second aid station for the 100 milers. Got to see, which was about 47 miles into the race, um, got to see the lead group come through at like two and a half hours in, just flying. It's amazing. Yep. I don't know how they go that fast. Oh, man. Up those hills, and then it, it, it's one thing if it'd be a flat course and you can work together as a group. Right. But I mean, even with these hills, there's no there's no draft advantage group. I mean, there is, but it's not pronounced like it is For on sure. a flatter course. So. For sure. It was, it was cool to see them come roaring through, so. Yeah, I bet. They didn't stop.
4: No, I bet not,
5: I bet not. I mean, 540,
0: I think, was the winning time. Somewhere around there, yeah. Um, I was out there, I did the 100K, and I finished in 502, and I'm gonna say on record that that's a 502 I'm proud of for 100K, that was hard.
5: Um, I know the 100 milers, from what I've seen, somewhere 10 and a half to 11,000 feet elevation gain in 100 miles so it ain't flat nope I mean it's not coming you're not you're not getting 2,000 feet in a climb it's three four hundred feet then you descend three four hundred feet and then you go back up three four hundred feet every now and then you might get five six hundred but
0: it was something else it was something else I I could not believe that that many hills could fit within a mile (laughs) you know right it was crazy any carnage out there? Did you see anyone like hurting?
5: I mean, you, people suffering, but yeah. nobody, nobody like broken. Yeah. Oh, so, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, means volunteers are doing the right thing. Everybody, everybody keep... seemed in good spirits, good enough spirits. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you come in, you're stiff, you're sore, you're tight, but nothing that it's like I need to quit.
0: And finally, we need to hear about the day and the course and the future from race director Matt Fossbinder. Here with uh, Matt, say your last name for me. Fassbinder. Fassbinder. I will get that at some point in my life. Fassbinder, uh, <laughs> pretty easy. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> you said that, I didn't. Dude, what are you, some kind of masochist or what?
1: Hey, you know, um, maybe a little bit. And it's part of the fun, right? Um, or to make something that uh, is challenging, it's... A, you gotta have uh, you gotta have the scenery
0: for it, and so we yeah that's what that's what we got. We got it
5: is hills. beautiful,
0: like no doubt the scenery is there, but this is just some steep. Like I did not. We had a conversation. I don't know two months ago or whatever. Boy, I did not expect that <laughs> steep and long. I swear. Are we in Iowa? Like. Uh two miles there was a spot i'm like we are still going uphill and then you see the next one waiting for you oh my gosh it was unbelievable how did you find how would you put that course together
1: uh just go out and riding um love to ride out here um we we're talking earlier about like i love mountain biking but we just don't have the trail systems around here and so our gravels kind of become that and it's i mean some people are using mountain bike gears like that's kind of the terrain that we have and um yeah our gravels just kind of turn into that kind of Um, entertainment. And uh, yeah, I just go out and kind of find what's beautiful, but also challenging parts of the area. And uh, yeah. (laughs) You you
0: did find what's challenging in the area. Holy moly. At six to go, you start going uphill. (laughs) And at five and a half, you kind of crest over the top of this hill. And I'm thinking five and a half miles to go. Like there can't be many more of these when they're a half mile long because you got to go down for a half mile Mm -hmm. so i'm doing the math and i'm like maybe two more climbs how do you find that many hills (laughs) there were a hundred hills for the next mile that was mean oh yeah
1: you gotta have something uh something spicy to end it on
0: (laughs) dude describe that mile between
1: five to go and four to go oh yeah well so coming down into motor mill that's about like five and a half left you cross this nice old iron bridge you got the limestone buildings that you go through kind of our iconic pictures you got the yeti down there waiting for you um and then suddenly it's like oh we are at the the bottom of the river valley and suddenly it's like oh we're slowly climbing and then you just you hit one wall that's about half mile long and then it's like okay we're about done then you start just these uphill rollers steep steep uphill rollers and at that point in the race yesterday where you're into the wind so
0: by the time you hit the bottom you have no momentum it it was it was exactly that like there weren't a ton of trees around Mm -hmm. and so you were getting the full force of that wind right in your face yep like there was somebody walking on every hill oh yeah every single hill oh yeah there was somebody walking my whole goal was to not walk yep It wasn't to win. It was to not
1: walk. I saw a lot of people showing up with mountain bikes, and honestly, it was probably a good move for a lot of people. Just um, get that big range, obviously, on the flats that really don't exist. I mean, there really aren't that many flats around here unless you're in the River Valley, and our ridges don't really have much of... uh, Our ridges are just you hit the top of a hill, then you're going back down the other side. (laughs) Right. So it's like you get a nice picture, and then you're descending... 35 miles an hour. Yeah.
0: And then you hit the next hill. It's just. I do have to say the gravel was perfect. Oh, yeah. It was like literally pavement with some sprinkled rocks on top. The dirt highways. It it couldn't have been better dirt wise. Mm -hmm. Um, How was the race for you? Um, Well, just standing around watching people finish, and it was
1: great. But um, uh, it was good. Uh, We had obviously enormous turnout. Uh, I think we tripled our numbers almost from. Uh, previous years probably because of the bike talk with dave podcast i would say, say that is the primary reason for yes. sure for sure yep chain spoke coffee too that oh yeah yeah yep, too. Yep, yep. um yeah it um it really took off this year um and yeah i just uh, really appreciate everyone who came out and kept supporting um throughout the year just getting other people to come with and yeah we hope to grow it from here um town's very receptive to it and hopefully we can uh once some of the construction around town is completed we have a little more uh room to move around in town and get um uh get the whole kind of uh atmosphere of the town together so we're not kind of isolated to one side of the river or the other um that'll help a lot and just um we're trying to build you know a bike community here too and so if you see people on bikes it's that's the first step you got to see what's going on and hopefully that builds some um yeah build some of that outdoor community around here yeah for sure
0: um bike community event or not like I'd come up here and ride in the fall yeah like some of those views where the trees are just beginning to turn green I was imagining them the colors of fall and like that's just got to be breathtaking oh it is absolutely
1: you hit some of the top of those hills and you just see orange and red for just like a carpet out there
0: yeah Well, great job on the event. Uh, I haven't heard anyone complain. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm glad you haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're the race. That's where they all go, is to you, right? Um, Definitely a hard race, but a beautiful race and well run and well organized. So kudos. I appreciate that. It's great. I'm uh, uh, thrilled to have been a part of it. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next year. I hope so. All right. Rock on. Thanks, bud. Well, that's a wrap on the. I thought Iowa was flat, Driftless 100 episode. No, it's not easy, but it is incredibly beautiful up here. And with the camping, the great food, the music, the beverages at Deb's Brutorium, it's a weekend and a ride worth putting on your calendar. Before I go, I need to invite you to another unique event. This one, a mixed surface race near Iowa City, Iowa, the Core Four. When the folks at Core 4 say no surface untouched, they mean it. Champagne gravel, pavement, speedy single track, and all the level B roads. Core 4 doesn't stop at four surface types. They've got an ethos to get all bodies on bikes, and it comes through initiatives which support socioeconomic justice, gender equality, and bike advocacy. It's all about community, opportunity, recreation, and engagement at Core 4. Go early, bring the fam. They've got everything bikes, bevs, packet pickup party at Big Grove, live music, free camping, and finish line fun for all. Do not miss the No Surface Untouched action in Iowa City on Saturday, August 19th. 150 and 25 mile options. Follow along on Instagram at Core 4 Bike and get in the lineup. Thanks tons to Chain & Spoke Coffee for supporting the show, and thank you as well. Please rate and review on your favorite platform, and if you'd like to support the show financially and help make more experiential episodes like this possible, head on over to buymeacoffee.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks also to BikeIowa.com for being the online host. And if you'd like to keep in touch, look for Bike Talk with Dave on Facebook and Instagram. Or click on Biketalk.bike to stream every episode. It's bike month, so get out on your bike and enjoy the ride.